Now, pop culture critic and editor of the Feedback Society, Craig Siliphant, joins us for Hashtag Headlines. So, Craig, the M&M mascots are catching some attention this week. Yeah, this is like, I, I, it's either the most fascinating thing ever or the stupidest thing ever, <laughs> I'm not sure, but... Uh, the, I'm not sure how much you know about this, but Mars Wrigley is the maker of the colorful chocolate candy, candies we know as M&Ms. Mm-hmm. Uh, they announced the other day that they've pulled their spokes candies mascots indefinitely from their marketing, and instead they're going to be represented by real-life uh, comedian and actress Maya Rudolph, from, uh, formerly from Saturday Night Live. Uh, so the news comes after a rebranding that happened a few years ago uh, to make the characters more inclusive, uh, and then there was like subsequent fallout after far right uh, conservative pundits like uh, Tucker Carlson from Fox News had condemned the change. Uh, and so they, I don't know, I guess have bowed to some of this pressure uh, from Tucker Carlson uh, and made these changes. But it, it's sort of a befuddling chain of events. So uh, and for some reason, Bo, nothing changed, but he brought it up again this week and, and was uh, or earlier last week, maybe and was making a, a big deal out of it. You know, questioning whether the green M&M is now a lesbian and, and why do we have a plus size obese purple M&M and all this stuff. Uh, again, nothing, nothing had changed. So it was a little confusing as to why he's even brought this stuff up. Yeah. Uh, everybody's mad at M&M now, except maybe Maya Rudolph, who I assume will take home a, a nice paycheck for it. Yeah, she got a job out of it. Yeah, exactly. Also, uh, just happening yesterday morning, we got uh, some of the Oscars nominations, or I guess some, all of the Oscars nominations. And uh, there were uh, a fair few Canadians in the mix, hey? There is, yeah. There's like the the Irish and the Canadians, eh, did a uh, <laughs> uh, had quite a showing. So uh, we didn't have quite as good of a day as the Irish. Uh, they were nominated for a ton of stuff, including 25% of the best uh, actor uh, nominees were Irish. But uh, Canada had a lot to celebrate. So two films in the best picture category uh, by Canadian uh, directors. Uh, James Cameron obviously is Canadian. Some people may not even realize that, but uh, Avatar Way of the Water. And then uh, there's a movie called Women Talking, which actually I haven't seen yet, but uh, directed by Sarah Pauly, uh, you know, who we all uh, know. Uh, now, this has only happened once before with the original Avatar and Jason Reitman's Up in the Air were nominated at the same time. Uh, Pauly was also nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay, and if she wins, she'll be the first a Canadian woman to win that. Uh, there was also uh, Domi Shi and Daniel Roher uh, saw their film Turning Red. That was the, the Pixar one that takes place in Toronto. Oh, and then that, uh, that one was nominated for Best Animated Feature. And then there's one called uh, Navalny that is uh, nominated for Documentary Feature. It's also Canadian. And, you know, there's a, a few other ones in other categories, animation and, and, and documentary as well. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, it just uh, I think Brendan Fraser was the other one to mention, a dual citizen. He was born in Indiana, but raised in Canada uh, uh, by Canadian parents, partially in Toronto. So, oh, we'll claim uh, him. You know, nominated we'll too. Yeah, him. well, exactly, for sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> Brendan Fraser, his nomination, uh, a lot of people were really pulling for that, and I know it's it's for the whale, and lots of people are really excited. But I don't know what do you think his his chances are of maybe walking away with the statue. Well, I think that's a great question, and I think he is definitely my top choice. He was one of the best performances I saw this year in The Whale, uh, and, you know, he's obviously got a lot of, uh, you know, stiff uh, uh, competition there, um, but it's it's like, you know, Austin Butler did really well in Elvis, Colin mm-hmm. Farrell in The Banshees of Inisherin was really good, Brendan Fraser, or he is Brendan Fraser, uh, Paul Mescal was really good in After Sun, uh, but... Hollywood loves a redemption story, and so I think we're going to see potentially this with both Frazier as well as 
uh, Kehi Kwan, who is nominated for Everything Everywhere All at Once for Best Supporting Actor. And you mm-hmm. may go, I don't know that name, but you do. It's a uh, short round from the Indiana Jones movies or Data uh, from the Goonies movies. He's a, he was a young child Asian actor at that time. Uh, he actually got out of movies and, uh, and much like Brendan Fraser uh, did in the last few years as well, there was some scandal uh, with Fraser, not not about him, but he had been assaulted at a Golden Globes uh, luncheon or something like that. And so he stepped away from movies. Kehi Kwan found he couldn't get roles, uh, you know, after he was a child. And so he stepped more into the stuntman side of things. But both these guys came back, uh, and both of them were in pretty amazing uh, films with pretty amazing performances. Uh, obviously, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once is a huge success story, 11 nominations. Uh, I think it's going to be really fun, whether they win or lose, to see Brendan Fraser and Kehi Kwan uh, at the awards, because they're also both just very sweet people to watch it's been really fun yeah. uh, Kehi Kwan won the Golden Globe obviously uh, and it's just been like you know watching his uh, him in dur- during award season has just been very uh, you know sweet and, and fun to watch it'll be just such a wholesome Oscars this year uh, yeah we'll see hopefully <laughs> <laughs> all right well thanks very much cheers that was Craig Zillifant editor of the Feedback Society